Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. So the news of Mason Cole getting released, plus the salary cap going up. The Steelers now have more than $10 million to work with before the restructures and things of that nature start. I pulled up the list of teams with the most cap space. The Bengals have $73 million in cap space. Even after the Joe Burrow deal. Tyler Boyd is a free agent. And they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with T. Higgins. That might mean a franchise tag. Mm -hmm. But I didn't expect to see that given the new deal for Burrow. The Chiefs have more cap space than the Steelers right now. How is that humanly possible? I guess their capologists are better. We have a GM who's a capologist by trade. And we have a quarterback on a rookie deal. We're not paying Minka any- making a ton of money. TJ Watt making a ton of money. Cam Hayward having a huge number against the cap. Allen Robinson, lest I lest you forget, currently counts $11.9 million. The Ravens have more cap space than the Steelers. And Lamar Jackson got a massive deal before the season started. They got... I'm pretty sure with, and a half million in cap space. I'm pretty sure with the way the Browns did Watson's deal, even though it's fully guaranteed, they're about to free up a whole bunch of money too and have more than the Steelers. Fairly certain. Is there a big name pie in the sky? Omar Khan works his magic. He does all kinds of gymnastics with the cap mm-hmm. to free up money. And he goes out there and he makes a splash and he signs a guy to the biggest free agent deal in Steelers history. Is there a player out there who you think would be worth that kind of contract? So like in a dream scenario for Mulsey, among the NFL free agents, who would be that guy for you? Is there anyone? Probably Chris Jones, just because he's so good. I mean, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Disagree? And a stud in the playoffs. Do you agree that he's a future Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's on a team that's won three Super Bowls now, teams that win championships, put more guys in. Yes, I would say, gun to my head, he gets gets in the Hall of Fame. If it's Chris Jones or Cam Hayward for the Hall of Fame, who do you think gets in? Chris Jones. Donnie? Jones or Hayward for the Hall of Fame? I don't think... Oh, are you still thinking about it, Donnie? Donnie had his headphones off. Chris Jones or Cam Hayward, if it was between those two for the Hall of Fame, who do you think gets in? Jones has the Super Bowls, and yeah. he's—I think he's close enough on the other accolades. What's the All Pro difference? Chris? He's got have it? Chris Jones has three Second Team All Pros, and currently is on a streak of back-to-back First Team All Pros. He was also in 22 third in the Defensive Player of the Year voting. Okay. Um, Chris Jones, 75 and a half sacks in 102 starts. All right, now give me Cam Hayward's uh, accolades and sacks. Here we go, Cam Hayward. So you said two first-team All-Pros and three second-teams? Yes, Cam 
has a comeback player of the year to his credit. He does? Yeah. Well, comeback player of the year, top five, I should say. Sorry. Oh. Uh, he was fourth after he came back from injury in 16 and came back in 17. He I don't really first... respect that award anymore because someone who died on the field was Didn't not given it. the I comeback know. player of the year. Uh, first team All-Pro that year. He has three first teams and one second team, does Hayward. Uh, Hayward, of course, the unusual part is all the accolades have basically come in his very late 20s. Jones has been a pretty steady producer. Hayward in 159 starts. Jones had 102, remember. 80 and a half sacks. He's only got five more sacks than Jones in almost... And how many first-team All-Pros did you say? Three for Cam, two for Jones. Jones has three second-team All-Pros. Cam has um, one second-team. So actual nods to either the two All-Pro teams. It's 5-4. And Jones is younger. I think he would get in over well, Hayward. I think, I think Jones has... He's 29. If we assume he's going to age like most defensive linemen... Although I don't think you should, because if you figure he's one of the elites, he should actually age slower and be better. Say he has five good seasons left, three at the current kind of play, and then two still really good ones, or maybe he's slightly down from his peak. He's going to cruise into the Hall of Fame. So that's the guy that you would want. Yeah, because I think perfect he's a perfect world. Well, here's the problem, though. As I say that, let and me. And then be... here goes another thirty-plus million dollar no, no, no. player on the defensive Thank side you. of the ball. Okay, well, you you read my mind here. This is the problem I have. I'm co I'm committing a huge amount of money in this hypothetical to yet another defensive piece when, like, there's part of me that says, well, find a great offensive free agent. But as you look through, like, say, a PFF, uh, best free agents, most of the guys that are up near the top are defensive players. Do I want Kirk Cousins? No, thanks. I don't. Do I want T. Higgins? That'd be nice, but don't you already have George Pickens as your main guy in an offense where you have no idea if they can even get the wide receivers the ball enough? Greed is good. Yes, that's Michael Douglas that, in Wall Street. That would be my answer. If I could get, if a fairy godmother came down and said, Andrew, I'll grant you one Steelers wish in free agency. The money's not an issue. We'll make it work. Omar will find a way to make the math work. Don't worry about You'd it. go T. Higgins. I would go with T. Higgins. Because I would be robbing, I would be stealing from Cincinnati. Uh -huh. and, and you'd be doing something for your offense. I'd have T. Higgins and George Pickens, and I wouldn't really care about Deontay Johnson. Well, you'd be aggressively trying to trade him then, wouldn't you? Although H Higgins and Pickens are but they're not similar guys. They're both downfield guys. Yeah, but. I'd find a way to make it work with both. I think I could do that. And then if Johnson wanted to stay here for one more year as the third receiver and then walk in free agency, then that's fine too. Okay, do you know why I have such a hard time answering this question, though? Because I, you could probably guess. I didn't want to say a defensive player, and you guessed why before I could even say it because they've already spent way too much on that side of the ball and not gotten nearly enough ROI. And the problem I have with T. Higgins, would you like to guess why I didn't say that? while I was looking at the same damn list you were? I'm not looking at PFF. I'm looking at CBS Sports. Fine. Would you like to guess why I didn't say T. Well, Higgins? you just don't think in the Arthur Smith offense that there's room for more wide receivers. I don't think that the receivers. current quarterback that they are looking like they're going to start the season with, I don't think surrounding him with this elite, further elite cast of characters is necessarily going to work. I just don't. Yeah, but... To go back to what Bradshaw said yesterday. Oh, Bradshaw said surround it, him with the 1994 San Francisco 49ers Okay, offense. but look at it this way. If you had Higgins, Johnson, and Pickens with their running backs, uh, with Fryermuth back, and an, an offensive coordinator who, say what you will about Smith and what we wanted them to do with that hire, is 
a big upgrade over what they had last year. Sure, he's a viable it, actual offensive If Pickett can't play like a top 20 or top 15 quarterback in that offense, well then... I'd cut him mid-season if he wasn't playing like that. I'd just say... And you say, I just, you know, you don't think it would work. Well, if they did bring back Mason Rudolph and he had those three wide receivers oh, to well, throw to... Then we're, I mean... You're telling me he couldn't put up numbers? I mean, I'd be more excited about the prospect of what Rudolph could do with those guys, quite honestly. Because he'd stand in the pocket and make throws. Yes. You almost said that in like an accusatory tone. Like, how you know, yeah, I know. He stands in no, the but pocket. That's why he actually I'm, does. That's why I'm saying regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah, if I put my personal hang up about like not thinking Pickett can get it done even in a new better offense and thinking whatever improvement's going to be marginal and, and not where they need him to go. If I put that aside, then yes, the answer should be Higgins because... It's just loading them up. All right, let's look through some of these guys who are, in my opinion... Hold probably, on, I have a question. Yes, One, one question. This is a fairy godmother hypothetical you gave me. Yep. In that one, though, you wouldn't then give George Pickens a second deal, would you? Because you they never have had two guys on major deals at one time. You'd be saying we're casting well, hold on a lot a second, with T. Though. Higgins. Probably not, but they're paying two edge rushers right now. They're, is that a great plan? They've tied up it's how not, much? They tied up what well, forty five? Yeah, I mean, or 46 I, million I, I didn't want two. I didn't want them to give Highsmith that contract. So, is it a great plan? End of the day, probably not. I mean, there's part of me that wonders: by the end of this upcoming season, am I going to look at Nick Herbig and think he's good enough to be a starting outside linebacker in this league? And I think there's a decent chance I will think that. Like, I'm happy that they have almost an embarrassment of riches at a position where they had very little depth at not too long ago. But I, for as productive and as good and as rock solid as Highsmith is, I think there's a good chance by the end of of this season, I'm like, I wish they had spent that money on a offensive player, a offensive lineman of that repute. You know, like that's that's how I see that position right now. Um, but there got to be examples of teams that have paid two wide receivers. A lot of money. Yeah, not that I'm not saying that the Steelers' way of doing this is is the right way. It's just it would be wildly out of character for them. But I probably shouldn't have even said that because you are giving me a fairy godmother hypothetical here. All right, so let me give you some guys, and you tell me. These are, like, more realistic options. Tell me how you would feel if you found out this player was signing with the Steelers on the first day of free agency. Patrick Queen. I just I I feel strongly that you would be overpaying for what you'd get there. Would not like it. Donnie? You know how I feel about inside linebackers and paying them a lot. You of find money. out on March eleventh, Patrick Queen signed a four year deal with the Steelers. What's your reaction to it? Good player, but you do have a ton of money already tied up in that defense. And I, I actually think they got pretty good play out of those guys last year before injury. And if you can just get some of those guys back, I'm trying to think of in my head what their status is. Alexander's are. a free agent. Roberts has another year on his deal, and Holcomb is under contract, but when is he going to be ready to play? I would I would try to, to honestly run it back with the guys they had. I, I know that we, uh, we don't know about Holcomb, but Roberts and Alexander showed me plenty. So would I, but I don't rule out the Steelers doing something like that. Yeah, we, we we said this, though, last year about Edmonds, if you remember, before they cut Terrell. 
Yep. And a, a lot of the dots got connected, like, oh, they're going to go after Tremaine Edmonds. He's going to be the big price inside linebacker. I just, I just, how do we know they didn't, and they didn't just get outbid by a Bears maybe. team that has way more money than them in free maybe. agency? Maybe. I just, I don't, the bottom line for me is, at that position, I would rather continue to take shots in the middle rounds of the draft on projectable players. I. What I if think, you found out it was Devin White for, I like, think, eight or nine million dollars a year? I'd still think that's an overpay. That guy has a Super Bowl ring, and he played great in the Super Bowl. He was phenomenal in that one game. He has not had an appreciably different no, career than I Devin Bush. I felt like he kind of came on, though, at the end of last year. Once He's he a got better player than line. Devin Bush, but he is absolutely not worth where they picked him. How would you feel if on day one of free agency the Steelers signed Chase Young? You know what has, has been burned into my retinas and my brain with him? Somebody highlighted that play like, against his Detroit lack where he of effort. Trying. Yeah, just did not give Looked a rat's ass. Looked pretty good ass. in the Super Bowl, though. Yes, he did. But I'm. This is. And this we know is Tomlin like, loves him. Get off my lawn, Mulsey, saying I can't shake that image of him. I don't know if he can play defensive end in their defense. Well, he's a pure three, uh, four, three edge guy. Well, then he can't play in their defense because you've already got Highsmith and and TJ. But there were Steelers insiders that were thinking that Young might have been might have gotten traded here. Last year, knowing that they had Highsmith and Watt. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would think that that's square peg round hole. How would you feel if on day one of free agency, the Steelers signed Jalen Johnson to a deal? The corner who they were interested in at the trade deadline last season. I'd be all right with that. I'd be more all right with that just because it's a position of like great value in the modern NFL. Donnie? Yeah. I, I know that I just said that they already have a lot of money tied up in the defense, but they will probably pick that defensive backfield to rehaul a little bit, like they did with the inside linebackers last year. Like, we're set with Porter and Minka Fitzpatrick. I think otherwise we're going to see a, a handful of new faces, and Johnson, I think, fills a pretty big void on the other side of the defense. You have him and Porter mixed in there. I feel a whole lot better than Porter and 30-plus-year-old Patrick Peterson on what? The $10 million. It's going to be like $20 million a year for Johnson. But he's young. What about Sneed? I know he could be like franchise tag. Well, but... so could Johnson. They both could well, be the franchise other th- tag. The other thing is... And Kansas City can't franchise tag J- Jones because he put a clause in his yep. contract that he's like, gonna inflated be... the number to over 30 yeah, mil. He's gonna hit. he's going to hit free agency you know, unless they come up Would with something Would you rather insane. have Sneed or Johnson? I think I'd rather have Sneed. Would you rather have Sneed or Johnson or... Option three, one of the corners in the first round from what is apparently a very deep class, a good and deep class. Like, there are ready-made players that aren't I think I'd bridges. rather have the free agent, even though it's a lot more expensive, because I trust them, especially for younger guys and not past their prime guys like Peterson. You have that's to just make, my first I mean, gut I know. reaction I, that's, to And it. that's what I asked you for. Man, you got to just make absolutely damn sure that you are getting a free agent who is a scheme fit for you and not like you're trying to convince yourself that he's a scheme fit in what you like to do. With a draft pick, I think you almost have a better sense of that. How would you feel if they signed Justin Matabuke on day one of free agency? He had an awesome year this year. I mean, he was terrific. But again, you know what you're going back to? I know I just said I wouldn't mind a Jalen Johnson because corner is, I think, so valuable. But just how much money are we going to spend on this defense? Yep. How much... How many resources? See, this is the problem, 
when you have a plan in place that is predicated on, yes, we will be a veteran-tested, paid, well-compensated defense, are young quarterbacks going to be really good and make all this worthwhile? This is the problem you run into when that young quarterback doesn't deliver the goods. The best free agent center listed here is Connor Williams, who used to play for the Cowboys and was in Miami this past year. And Spot Track projects him as a $13.5 million guy. They think he'll sign a deal five years, $68 million. Uh, does he have any, like, uh, does he have any all pros? Connor Williams? Dolphins? What's I'm his checking. PFF grade? Oh, man, you're very demanding here. You know, I have to take the PFF grade with a grain of salt because they thought Miles Garrett then was better you than Then why'd you ask for Watt. it? Well, I'll just take it, and if it fits, it's a data point, no if, it fits, if it fits your personal view of the player, then you're in good shape. Yes. No all pros, none of that. Uh, no Pro Bowls. Uh, pro Football Reference thinks he's a solid football player. Uh, now, only nine games because he got hurt. Center from Miami. Yep. Oh, boy, PFF. They love them some Connor Williams. Yep. 86.5 grade this year. Now, how can you put that in context? Like, what kind of grade did T.J. Watt have? Like, are they saying that he was the T.J. Watt of centers? Like, he was on that kind of no. I can actually give you level. I can actually give you. Um, I can actually give you perfect context. T.J. Watt's grade was ninety-one point nine. But you can do this by position, pony, and I am going to get you centers graded. Okay, mm-hmm. just center grades. Here we go. Uh, he was the third highest graded offensive center and among guys as opposed that, to the defensive center yes and among guys that actually played a lot of snaps he's really second behind Ragnall from Detroit who was very good how many Steelers had a higher grade than him period this year uh just Connor Watt? Williams I would think just Watt with that without oh no you know what Highsmith had a higher grade I think too Highsmith was basically like almost the same graded player from PFF who would have been the Steelers third highest graded player this year well, here's what Probably I'm going to do. like Jalen Warren. Here's what I'm going to do, boys, because I like you both. Isaac Sayamalu? I have. Uh, oh, hold on. Hayward, even annoying. though he didn't play a ton of games? All right, I have their offensive How about grades. Joey Porter Jr., Donnie? Maybe maybe he was PFF's they're, third highest graded f- stealer. Four or five highest graded players are all defense. So what is number one? Highsmith, two. Highsmith is number two. Benton, three? No, I'm skipping the next guy because he played one game, and Blake Martinez graded out phenomenally on his snaps. Uh, We're really, no, now we're all the way down to, you have to go to, like, Nick Herbig and Marcus Golden both graded in the low 80s Okay. in limited snaps. Backups. Um, We're talking starters. Benton, 76-9. Their highest graded offensive player all season. Jalen Warren, 78.5. Deontay, 77.9. Najee, 76.2. Where the hell's Sayamalu? Pickens, 74.1. Sayamalu, 73.9. Number six on the list. Number eight in your program. Number what in your heart now, Pony? Where is he now? Well, he, Second he's behind he's Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. For sure. Kenneth Shane Pickett with a PFF grade of 70.6. And... Mr. Congeniality, number two in your program, number one in your heart if you're a Steelers offensive player, Mason Rudolph, way down the list at 10, at 64-8, one spot behind Anthony Booger McFarland. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 